Welcome back to Mediocre Reviews. Today, we have Tyler. Hey, yo. And we have Dino Papadopoulos. What's slopping Famiglia? Fine. Today? Flamiglia? <laughs> what is a Flamiglia? It's family in Italian, but you pronounce the G. Oh, okay. Flamiglia. You dingus. Interesting choice. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Um, so today, as promised, we're going to be talking about All Quiet on the Western Front. This was yet again another one of my choices. Mm. So hopefully yeah. it holds up. It's a fantastic. Last week he didn't do so good. No, last week I kind of shit the bed. A little bit. Getting doo-doo head. How dare you. All right, so we start out the movie with some uh, some foxes hiding in a hole. And then mm. it pans out to uh, the terrors of World War One unleashing upon themselves uh, as people are getting blown up all over the place and shot. And we meet our first boy. I don't remember what his name is. I've struggled with the names throughout this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, most of them are German, so it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's understandable. Uh, I'm assuming one of them is going to be Klaus, so I will refer to everybody as Klaus. See, for number. me, there was French guy, guy with a wonky eye, mustache guy, thick mustache guy, big bushy mustache guy. Yeah, a lot of mustaches. Yeah. A lot of mustaches. I'm pretty sure his name was Hendrik, was the first guy. Hendrik. Probably. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about that, right. That sounds like it could be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so we start. Well, we'll just we'll just say his name is Hendrik because uh, it's the easiest one. So uh, he's you know he's getting told to get out of the trench by the what the, I can only assume is the officer. And when he jumps out of the trench, he starts running forward, and obviously everybody around him is dying. He takes cover. He starts shooting, runs out of ammo, and like an absolute simp, drops the gun and pulls out his shovel because he hey, loves man. brutality. Yeah. The shovels were brutal yeah, in this don't, movie. Don't knock them shovels, man. They were sharp <laughs> as a he knife. Just, he just starts hacking up a French dude with that shovel, and then it cuts to black, and then you just see his dead corpse. Poor baby. Uh, then he gets pulled out of the truck. They strip him of his clothes, and then his clothes get washed, and then given to the sewn up, and then given to the next guy, where we meet the main character, which is Paul. Surprisingly enough, the most American, Paul? most American-sounding name. Paul. Yeah, you tell no, me right. with one of, of the names things. I struggled with and couldn't remember is just Paul. Yeah, it's Paul. Cat. <laughs> Cat is like uh, Stanislaus, but his last name is like I can't. I'm not even gonna attempt that. Give me your best but it's, attempt. It's it's his. The it starts with Cat, which is why he gets the nickname Cat. Nice. And then we have like. Albert, Franz, and Ludwig, mm-hmm. which are are his friends. Um, yes. Uh, which all subsequently die throughout the entire movie it's interesting to see the enthusiasm joining the war in the very beginning as if it's such a great honor and a privilege to serve their country almost as if they're brainwashed a little bit into thinking of like the glory and like awards that they would receive well see that's that's the thing this is this is the first world war no one really knew the brutalities of modern warfare back then they thought they were going to get to go to basically they thought they were going to go to like paris and it was going to be like a vacation which is what a lot of people thought especially americans thought oh yeah i get to travel the world Mm -hmm. yeah they're like i'm going to see europe and all these other places yeah and and little did they know that there and you got to keep in mind there's 16 17 year old kids 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're they're going over there, and then they're just getting absolutely dunked on by eight millimeter rounds. So yeah, fucking decimated. And then you know, machine warfare with tanks and machine guns and and chemicals. Yeah. You know. And oh, we're definitely gonna touch on those tanks and later. And disease. Yeah. So <laughs> diseases of the foxholes. So the the boys forge the signature. I'm pretty sure it's for Paul. They they forge Paul's signature. So his parents' signature so he can join the war because he's obviously he's not old enough yet. I think he's 17. Yeah. So they forge his parents' signature so that he can join in with everybody and he gets the uniform from the old guy and he says to the, the officer handing out the outfits like, hey, this already belongs to someone and obviously he's dead and the officer doesn't tell him like, oh yeah, it's from a dead guy. So he just says, ah, it must have been too small. Rips the tag off and you can see a bunch of tags on the floor mm-hmm. from, yeah. all, from all the other people. Then they start driving in a truck and the truck gets taken by the medical staff so they can start throwing almost basically dead corpses onto these trucks to get transported back to civilization so they can die there instead of in the mud then they they go and then it's we're back into the trenches and it's just an absolute shithole and that's where Mm -hmm. we meet our boy cat who's like the most nonchalant chillest dude i've ever seen in in a world war setting (laughs) he's just like oh yeah they're sitting there the fucking bomb the the bombs are going off the mortars are raining down and he's just like yeah that's what they do they mortar us tuesday (laughs) he's like yep this is how it's been going yeah Mm -hmm. they they mortar us and then they start pushing up so you know we we just gotta wait Mm -hmm. for me like i realize i need to start like reading the synopsis like of movies before i watch them because honestly for the first half i was just sitting there i was like i don't know what this is about and i don't know what's going on and i was like but i was like i, I get what's kind of happening yeah it's just uh just kind of like anti-war propaganda and just showing like how it's not you know like the reality and the terror of it because especially during the second and third Reich with joseph goebbels uh you know the minister of propaganda really trying to recruit you know german youth into joining the war efforts uh they thought like we saw the the boy in the very beginning like this is just going to be like a glamorous vacation this is just going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity um when in reality it's it is a once in a lifetime opportunity because you're going to die shortly after Mm -hmm. yeah but it works yeah uh the other thing is uh especially with like the british when they would do the same thing they would uh they were like oh yeah you and your mates join up and you guys can be a squad together Mm. and the the problem they stopped that shortly after after, you know they started doing it because they were wiping out entire towns worth of the next generation mm-hmm. and it, it's the same thing they say oh yeah it's a once in a lifetime opportunity you and your boys get me and the boys rocking the first world war <laughs> yeah. they're like you and the boys on a billboard y'all are gonna be heroes exactly and i mean that's all it ever is is you know they just pick the, they pick the poorest ones to fight the wars just like yeah. uh the great and wise system of a downside why why do they always send the poor? <sighs> Why yep. do they always send the poor? Um, so we get the first friend death uh, when he walks out into an oncoming mortar and s- surprisingly doesn't get blown into chunks. He just kind of gets a little bloody loses his glasses for a mortar landing like almost directly on him honestly that was my biggest critique with this movie was uh the explosives didn't feel real i mean like they were throwing grenades right at people's feet and they were just flipping over and being like oh mm-hmm. i'm still intact i can yeah, still there's make a lot it. of vfx critiques
cheeks that I have. Um, but I mean, that can just come down to budget or like, it's also timing too. You know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to time all these actors um, and stunt crew, you know, being in the right place at the exact same time when you're coordinating multiple explosions and deaths. Yeah. It was very but, uh, like, immersive. You can't do too many takes, especially with, it's a German film, so I, I imagine the budget isn't nearly as high as something Hollywood would produce. Yeah, but like, I mean, it seemed like they had a lot of money going into this. Like, it was well done, but like, I'm, if, if you're standing on a grenade and it blows up, like, I'm sorry, like, you're not keeping all your toes. Like, you're not crawling away. True that, true that. I can't like, argue. They like, if they would have made like one or two more people lose legs or something with the explosion, like just the explosions, because don't get me wrong, the movie is brutal as all can be, mm-hmm. but just the explosion aspect felt a little weak. Yeah, they can't all be saving Private Ryan. That's at the bar <laughs> very high. Yeah. Uh, that, I would say this movie good. is is though it is very immersive. It really yes. gets you. It, it really gets you into what the fuck is going on. Yeah. It's because, because like I was texting you without it, and like I still like feel the same way even at the end. Like it was a very atmospheric like war movie, and you don't get a lot of like atmospheric war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really immersed you into into their minds and fears and just like the constant dread and uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the music was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you gotta keep in mind this movie's like two and a half hours, so it is long. I will say, it did you're feel there long. for a while. And honestly, you can skip like the first hour and still understand everything and have a great time, though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's like so it's basically fighting, then there's not fighting, then there's fighting. It's the end of the war, so like mm-hmm. everybody's basically tired of fighting at that point. So everybody's kind of like staying in the bunkers or in the uh, in the trenches and another thing you have to think about is these trenches are at least five six hundred yards away from each other yeah. so the whole five year five hundred yards you're running you're getting shot at so mm-hmm. why would you want to leave the trenches and i mean even though it's a german movie the germans were always the aggressors which is surprising you know you think that they would make it like the french were the aggressors but the germans were very intense yeah yeah this this did feel a little like propaganda in the sense that it made it seem like the germans were the uh the victims um and but they I just get wanted to get out of the war yeah they just wanted to get out of the yeah. war the whole time yeah and let's be real the french being on the offense and being scary no the canadians on the other hand sure but not the french the french i'm surprised they didn't surrender i'm surprised well dude when they came out with the flamethrowers and the tanks towards the end i mean yeah it was scary but i'm like guys it's the french dude okay like, so if we're, if we're hitting the tanks other I'm stuff that they right. freaking use to brutalize well, let's everybody. See, what, do we, what else do we get? It's I mean, it's basically well the the dude you get cat who steals a goose. From, I was about to say the the goose stealing is actually low key important. Yeah, so he Very. steals he steals a goose from a farmer while they're in like this like a lull period where they come out of the trenches and they're kind of just like they're basically waiting for the war to end. Like everybody's like, oh, the war's ending, the war's ending. So they're they're just kind of waiting into, for their orders to go back to the front lines. Uh, get, yeah. get cycled back in they go and they steal a goose they have like a, a last supper with everybody everybody's still alive. somebody leaves for some for some women yeah, yeah, yeah the, one, the one guy leaves for some coochie mm. yeah, th- three I don't blame yeah. not just one three yeah dude bro bro i don't blame them i don't blame them 
Oh, and and the farmer was shooting at them for yeah. stealing the goose as they were running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and then we get we get back into the trenches, and the Germans are pushing, and they push into the next trench, uh, killing a bunch of French along the way. Oh and, yeah, slaughter fast. And uh, moving through there, uh, they they start to they, they like break into the the bunker, and there's a bunch of food there, so they start eating it, and then the floor starts to rumble. And I'll let you pick it up, Tyler, because I know this is your favorite okay. part. Oh, yeah, like, I'm already going to answer the question that's going to come later in the podcast. What is your favorite scene? This mm. is my favorite scene. And, like, initially it was the scene in the very beginning when it's night and the guy shoots the body. And then he gets shot in the head, but it ricochets off his helmet. At first, I was like, it was a glimpse, but you saw everything. It hit well, but then the tanks. So they, they're battling tooth and nail. Blood and guts everywhere. The special effects were great. They they do, like, this almost, like, squad up where, like, two guys are moving to trenches taking everybody out just being like all right go yeah they're shooting well, everybody and fucking stabbing everybody and they they yeah. did not hold back when it came to bayonetting motherfuckers in this movie mm -hmm. oh not at all they were just like oh that shit was brutal but they get in the bunker they're chowing down because like they're starved and they're cold and shit and they're start chowing down and then everything just starts shaking and they're just like what the fuck is happening like you can see the confusion and then you just hear in the background get back and everyone just starts running and then like dude the lineup when they're just peered over the trench through the fog and you faintly just start seeing like this rectangular shape mm -hmm. dude my heart was pounded i was like whoo and then just the fucking tanks come in the brief pause of them all just looking in horror and then just being like fire and they're just <laughs> fucking unloading and nothing's happening just like oh it's just my bouncing God. it's just bouncing off the tanks you don't even see any of the enemy troops it is just solely tank that is terrorizing these people yeah. and then they just stop yeah all the all the french are hiding behind the tanks obviously so they don't get shot but they're the the tanks the tanks are moving up uh ever the germans start to fall back to the to the first trench so that this way they can uh get, well, that get did, to cover that didn't happen instantly they were all just sitting there like in terror yeah and then when the tanks stopped like honestly that was like an adrenaline moment like you know like when you're like an adrenaline moment shit just slows down like i i slowed down with the soldiers when those tanks stopped and i was like oh shit and then they, the fire happens and you see them running mm -hmm. they're trying to get the fuck out of there like oh my, i was at the edge of my fucking couch gripping on and i was like holy shit yeah and so the tanks start rolling over the trenches they're stuck underneath of the, the the tank as it rolls over and paul who looks over and just sees this dude just get absolutely flattened by one of the tanks yeah it roll pops him like a roll of toothpaste and mm -hmm. it was disgusting <laughs> yeah and the, the tanks start moving back and so they start chasing the tanks so they can take the tanks out like throwing throwing grenades in the treads to blow the treads and then tossing them inside and shooting the the frenches they're getting out of the tanks and oh yeah and little ventilation windows are dropping those grenades in there oh, it was so yeah. good yeah and then they just turn around and there's the flamethrowers just burning the guys that are left in the trenches just cooking everybody they get pinned down behind the tank and cat and paul are able to get away and the one friend is left there uh he's i guess he's he's in a little bit of shock like he doesn't know really what to do and he's just sitting there shooting at the french behind the thing and uh you get the view of paul looking back at him and he's just surrenders to the french and they just 
light them on fire. Oh, you just underplayed that. Like, he's <laughs> right in. There's a bunch of them that are, like, just standing there, and he's on his knees. He's like, please don't shoot, please don't shoot. They gun down everyone around them. He's like, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. And then you just get this nice back shot of him just getting burned alive. Yeah, he gets absolutely, he gets turned into a marshmallow. They they, they toasted him. They, they, they toasted, they roasted. Like, yeah. this, this battle is when the movie picked up for me. This is when it, like, really started catching, like, being like, oh, okay. I was like, holy shit, this is good. Yeah, and the whole time you have this going on, which they, they'll do it, they do it, like, a little bit before, a little bit in the middle, and then a little bit after is the the guys trying to get the arm assist and get the war to, to end. And it's basically, it, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's supposed to be at like the same time as like the, the the battles are happening and he's like yeah the longer we hold this out the more soldiers that are dying yeah that's my guess is like real time like flipping back and forth yeah and the at first the the germans don't want to say that they want to surrender they're like oh we want to have a ceasefire and the french mm -hmm. guy's like no you're gonna say it how it is you're gonna say exactly what you want an armistice so basically we surrender and yeah. and they gave them the terms to surrender and it was up to them to you know sign it and accept the terms of surrender which was basically germany getting fucked yep and the nuttiest thing was it went into effect the next day at 11 a.m so everyone was thinking like all right we're good to go and, and then that one partying. general was like yo guess what we're gonna go and take out as many as we can before that uh the armistice you know goes into effect and everyone's yeah, like that commander was psycho yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah just before that happens they uh, to celebrate the war ending they decide they're gonna go back to the farm to get some eggs and they go he it's paul who goes in this time instead of cat to go and get it he grabs some of the eggs but the farmer's boy finds him and uh, goes and tells his dad they manage to make it away they get some eggs and then cat's like ayo i gotta take a piss in the woods mm, lovely then, piss and then he gets he gets fucking he gets got he gets got in the gut by Dude, he, uh, got by the, he got got by the farmer's boy he gets shot in the he gets shot in the liver and he uh almost makes it back to the hospital but he he dies on his way there unbeknownst to paul yeah he was carrying him he was like i was just talking to him oh shit we forgot about the guy that stabbed himself in the neck oh <laughs> that happened after no yeah. it happened no it happened no it it no, happened, it happened it happened before it happened the night before yeah oh yeah, yeah. When, the, when they were first celebrating yeah mm. they were first celebrating their their one boy with the uh the the bum eye he uh he gets hit oh, in the, he gets hit in the in the leg and he uh he's like oh the, the military police will never take me now so he basically thinks his life's over so he grabs a fork and just starts jabbing himself in the throat yeah because he refused to be crippled even though he, just he, takes he, even though he was already technically crippled because he was blind in one eye but specifically that's the point. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, that was one of those scenes that skewed me out. I was like, I couldn't imagine being like that devastated either. Like him mentally, like how he was, he couldn't get his dream, or like being crippled, like just to be able to stab yourself in the neck repeatedly with a fork. I was like, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a little rough. Mm -hmm. uh, so moving on from there, it's the next day. Uh, he, the general's like, "Ao, the armistice ends at eleven o'clock. It's like ten fifteen." <laughs> <laughs> when he says this and he's like hey, yo, this shit ends in like 45 minutes my man <laughs> 
we going in this bitch. We're taking this for Germany. And everybody's like, ah, oh, we don't want to fucking do this. So they start grabbing the people who say that they're not going to do it, and they start shooting them. Yeah, just executing them right then and there. So everyone else is like, oh, fuck, okay, we're doing it. Yep, I guess we got to do this. So here it is. They finally make it to the front lines. Uh, 15 minutes left. 10.45. Yeah, it's 10.45. Uh, they start walking up. For some reason, they start screaming. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they if start you're going to do an ambush attack, like, normally I wouldn't scream, but, you know, to each their zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the French are partying when the commander hears the screaming and, like, the rumbling of these guys running. And he starts screaming, attack, attack. And then the Germans are getting lit up and they make it up to the trenches. And it's just an absolute slaughter fest uh people are fucking dying left and right paul's running in there he's like fucking he's john wick with a rifle just popping everybody he sees and stabbing as many people as he sees and he eventually gets into a uh skirmish with a french guy who almost drowns him in the mud well i honestly i feel like because he jumped in to save like a kid he like looked down in the trench because he's on top saw this kid getting like about to get killed he kills the guy another guy's charging the kid he jumps down like i feel like he saw a lot of himself in the kid because like in the beginning he was like really scared he was really like timid and just kind of like really hesitant but then by the end of the movie like my dude just turned into like like he said john wick he was just like let's fucking go he's jumping down on people like he's just he became broken became one hinge yeah so he gets in this final altercation uh it's it's gotta be shit like 1057 and he uh he fights this guy they fight over a, a pistol they roll down some steps and he's in a, a standstill with this guy staring at him your boy paul gets got takes a uh, bayonet through the through the left lung yeah i was like shook because like him and the dude that like almost like they both almost killed each other it seemed like they had an understanding like yo this shit's about to end like just stand here and wait it out and then just stab in the fucking back yeah i, I couldn't believe that he gets he gets got it's sad so he gets stabbed the whistle blows everybody starts screaming cease fire it's 11 o'clock the armistice is taking place so killing each other isn't allowed anymore uh and then uh he walks outside and he he sits down gives that uh female do-rag one last sniff and then dies goes yeah. out goes out like a g one more good and then he was like okay i'm ready yeah rip my boy paul he was the good one uh Bestance. so i'm still shocked his name is paul <laughs> and a movie that wasn't even an english-speaking movie he's a french guy and his name's paul like just paul he's a german guy and his name's paul oh german german sorry yeah it and I mean in real life his name is felix so i don't know if that makes it any better that's like a swedish yeah. name yeah i was gonna say a little swedish but I, it's a little closer than paul yeah um so tyler what do you what would you say is the most brutal part of the movie? Uh, that's that's a hard question like i'm torn i'm torn between the scene where like it was like the i think it was the first battle and he's fighting the dude with the shovel and he like slams the shovel into the arm and then like the side of like his shoulder and stuff and the guy like reaches up and you see the fear and he's just like that i think that might be like one of the most brutal ones for me because like they hit emotionally because like you could tell they both didn't want to be there they both were young and it was in the savagery of the kill itself i was like oh my god like imagine getting hacked in the forearm with a knife shovel and then like hacked in your shoulder like four or five times yeah you can see throughout the movie progressively you can see paul basically he's losing his will to continue it's it really starts to eat at him what he has to do to stay alive in the war 
for. It's, I would say it's either that or a scene that I have to give like a shit ton of credit for. There's scenes where people get their face bashed in and like a lot of violence, but nine out of ten times they don't show it. Mm-hmm. When my dude Paul took that frying pan and just started wailing the dude and like the like the cheekbone and eye with it, and you just see chunks starting to come off and slowly bash in, I was like, well, okay. And I was like, damn, fuck, don't always see that. And I see why now. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dino? Yeah, I was thinking for me, it was the tank scene, mostly just from the pure terror of the unknown, because they just had no idea what the fuck was coming their way. And then once those tanks started going over the trenches, uh, and the shrieks of panic and terror came in, I'm like, these kids are like seeing something unfath, you know, unfathomable. At, Whatever. At least How for you- their generation, they had no idea what yeah. tanks were. You're like seeing like essentially like an otherworldly creature or machine just You're basically come in watching a moving house habit. you're seeing a moving yeah. house like the thing yeah, is like crazy that cannot be stopped unless you get extremely close to it and if you do you're gonna get shot or burned alive by the fucking you know flamethrowers um and if you get run over by it you're done and if you get hit by a fucking shell you're double done you're yeah. done two times over it's it's crazy to think like it's hard for us to fathom that in this day and age with like modern weaponry but like back then they're like you know like a gun can take down anything like it can take down any animal it can take down any person like it can shoot through windows and then all of a sudden to see this giant metal machine and you're shooting it and nothing's happening like i can only imagine like the sheer terror being like i've known this is the most powerful thing and it's not even close <laughs> they can't even scratch it yeah like i can like i couldn't even fathom that terror uh i'm gonna have to say my the most brutal scene for me is when he uh he's stuck in the like that mortared out hole with water in it and the french guy gets down there with him and he stabs him in the lungs and then he, the, the French guy's just basically choking on his own blood. And he just yeah. he just stuffs mud into his mouth to try to get him to shut up. And then you can see that it, like, it eventually, after the adrenaline goes away, it kicks into him like, holy shit, I just stabbed this guy a bunch of times. And then I stuffed mud into his mouth. And then tried to suffocate him and failed. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, he eventually goes back over and, like, tries to help him because he realizes, like, holy shit, I'm, I'm a fucking monster. Mm. And the uh, fr- French man doesn't not make it he uh does eventually choke on his own blood and die that to me that was one of the most like emotional scenes of the whole movie because like you can see him having aggression but you also see him like breaking down at the same time and then like and they do not go easy on the gurgling sounds of him choking on oh his no own he's blood. Like, yeah this dude's like gurgling, gurgling on his blood shit. and there's and like Paul's, no like music. sitting there freaking out he's just like shut up shut up shut up like both sides are treated their trenches there's no gunfire no music and you just hear him i was like god i was like this is so intense yeah yeah it was uh it was fucking brutal what was your uh, well tyler we know what your favorite scene was it was that was on the tanks rolled up yeah i uh, mean i'll say it again just for the sake of the question it was the scene of the tank and the whole leading up to it and everything it was well done what about you dino hmm that's a good good question i'm trying to think it's hard to say i always love transitions where you can see like the switch in their eyes um in the very beginning they're all happy and excited and proud of their nation and then once they realize what they're getting themselves into so it's an early scene can't remember exactly what it is i want to say it's when they're actually um digging or not digging throwing the water out of their trench with their helmets so i think at that time i forget the dude's name i don't know if it was paul or if it was the dude with the glasses um when he starts doing it i think he's like holy fuck this is real this is 
isn't like some sort of fantasy that I had in my head. Like I'm digging water out of a disease infested trench waiting to be bombed and killed by some foreigner I'll never know or may never see. Yeah. That's one of my, right around there, I would say. Yeah, when they all had to stick their hands in their pants because they couldn't feel their hands and they all kind of just stared and were like at each other. Mm-hmm. And like, they didn't even need words in that scene. The looks they all gave each other, you were just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand. Uh, so, yeah, that's mine. Right. Well, my, mine is probably uh, the first, the first, uh, them pouring into the trenches, like them running through, running through the lines and just him just, you just see everybody just hacking and slashing each other. Yeah, that was, that was an intense battle. Mm-hmm. That, that whole, like, they did not hold back, like, granted, except for explosions, I still stand by, like, their explosion, body demolition, whatever you want to call it, was a little lacking, but, like, other than that, when it came to the stabbing, the shooting, and, like, the hand-to-hand, like, violence, like, they were very detailed. <laughs> yeah, like, when they would stab somebody in the movie, they would stab them with the bayonet, then they would put their foot on them and push to pull the bayonet out, and you just watch the dude just go, and just, like, ragdoll down after being impaled with this, like, 12-inch sword. That aspect brutal as shit. I was like, oh my god. Um, what was your least favorite scene? Uh, watching, watching my boy, uh, Cat slowly die. I didn't like that. I didn't like that, you know, Cat didn't make it. Cat was a good character. He, he was. About you? My least favorite scene, um, honestly, I, I could say the first hour, because I was like, eh. But the, it's not because it was a bad scene, but actually my least favorite scene was the guy stabbing himself with the fork. Just because of, like, to me, like, that, like, I do I do deep in the mind at that scene and it just hit me so hard i was like you can only imagine how distressed it was and it just it, it brought me down it made me so sad like that he did it like it's not like my least favorite scene because of the fact it was bad it was just like they really made you feel like the emotion of these people and it just it, it hurt me when he stabbed himself with the fork i was like oh my god what about you dino hmm you know i don't want to be a copycat but i really really gotta give it to the fork scene um just because he's right there like he's at the end of the journey but he's just so defeated and he's just like there's no life worth living for me even though it's like the war's over like he's like if and when he gets better and recovered like he can have a life and like make it work despite you know whatever uh crutch you know he's gonna have to deal with but he's just like it's not worth it and that like just shows just some humanity because like the whole movie is very violent but and and pretty intimate with its violent but this was just like a very quiet moment where he's like all right we're celebrating we're and have some fucking food that is like decent for once and the guy is just like you know what this isn't anything worth fighting for anymore and he I'm, awes himself and I'm like, like that scene changed a lot for me in the movie because anytime anything remotely peaceful happened or seemed calm I was like shit's gonna go down like they, it fucked me up for the rest of the movie I was like alright what's about to go wrong Yeah. I'm once, like this is too calm and peaceful what's happening something's about to hit the fan once mm-hmm. once you hit the tank scene like once they take that trench the, the movie from there is is there's not any peace after that point the movie kind of just like keeps keeps going like the action it, just keep on keeps on going oh yeah like honestly like I, I still stand by i feel like you could easily skip the first hour and then still understand it like if you just want like an action intense like grip your seat movie like you could skip the first hour watch the last hour and a half but if you want to be fully immersed watch the whole thing 
Yeah. Uh, yep. what, what would you give this movie? Uh, Dean, you can answer that. You haven't answered a question it, first yet. Me? Yeah, you haven't answered a question first. You, you get the you get the privilege of answering. Oh, hot diggity dog. Um. All I right. want it. I want it. I want the rating out of hot diggity dogs now. I'm gonna give it uh, a freaking solid seven and a half hot diggity dogs. <laughs> Out of Shimini Himini's. Damn. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, for those to, who don't know, how is Shimini Himini's like how many hot diggity dogs? Um, ten. That's a good question. Uh, about eleven point two. Oh, eleven point two. Okay, okay. Hmm. All right, that's not bad. So you rated the movie about a half then? No, it's seven and a half. I, I don't know. I can't do math right now. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> no, I leave about four. I, so my brain he's, is he's subtracting yeah. four stars from eleven. Yeah. yeah. Out so of eleven go. possible, eleven point two <laughs> possible stars, he gave it. No, I'm three. giving it a seven and a half. I'm giving it a solid C. C. Right, and that's like, not like bad. It. That ain't bad. That's a that's a good rating in my book. I say watch this film, you sly dogs. And what about you, Tyler? I am torn out of I would say like a thousand ants. I would maybe give it like like a seven hundred and fifty ants. Okay. Not right. not a full colony. Like a like a slightly diseased colony. Yeah. Yeah, like, like just like came back from just a died. world war colony. Like they got another new queen. The new queen's not quite old enough, so they're not sure if they're gonna quite make it, because like they're like, damn, they are, our, our old queen died before the new one was old enough. So like they're, they're kind of struggling, but they're there. It's only because really it's just the first hour for me. It, it did not hit. It might be because I didn't know what I was stepping into, and so I didn't quite understand what was going on. Like I knew like we're mid-war shit's intense people are talking about it ending soon and i'm like i was, I was kind of confused with not knowing what the movie is about i was like okay i'm going into a war movie but they're already talking about it ending and it's seeming like it's actually going to end but it's not gonna be like real fake news so i was kind of confused with the first hour i think if i read the synopsis and knew what i was going into i think it would be slightly higher Alrighty, okay i'm, I'm gonna give it an 8.125 out of 10 okay okay what makes it the 0.125 because uh, it's exactly one eighth do you just do you just know this or did you research this just to say this in this podcast no i know that i work at a machine it's job. pretty simple if you take okay. 0.5 divided by two you get 12 and a half listen listen you didn't even know you were barely giving it over a half rating like a few minutes ago so i but don't want to hear I, that <laughs> my brain is cooking right now i i'm having probably a hemorrhage in my in my body i'm my temperature has gone up three degrees in the past hour his I brain to, is legitimately melting as we speak i'm not even kidding i'm actually very sick i should probably do something about this i don't know why when you were saying hemorrhage for some reason i was like he's about to say he has a hemorrhoid in his body and i was about to be like they're only on one place <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm uh, going in and out of vision, so that's a good sign of what's to come for tonight. These fever so, are going to be immaculate. I almost flopped preparing <laughs> for this podcast. Um, I got home from work. Zach was like, you know, like, you, you, you watching the movie yet? And I was like, uh, no, I completely forgot. I was watching a completely different show, Ash vs. Evil Dead. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's great. And then uh, I, I almost thought it was No Country for Old Men, and I don't know why. Dude, that's a great film, by the way. Garbage film. You're fucking stupid. I'm sorry. You know what? We can put it. <laughs> on our podcast list and then we can have a heated debate on yeah, why you guys can trash. hash it it's out an immaculate film right. um, i'm throwing it on stuff. the list i'm throwing it on the list you know what no country for old men's good for it's better than counting cows save like, it can't fall save it save it for the debate <laughs> 
right. Is there uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? I am out <coughs> of ideas. I just want to give one scene one credit because I actually like physically jumped and gasped. It was uh, during a battle scene. I want to say he was running and like you just got the straight on view of him running. And then the random mortar out of nowhere blasted him, sent him flying. That, that shook me a little bit. I didn't expect that. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay, this is fucking wild. I want to say it was early on. Yeah, that's when he's, that's when he's in the, uh, the, the hole with the French the french guy yeah i gotta give that scene a little credit it's been a while since it like a like a it didn't like jump scare me but it like i jolted up and i was like oh shit i was like the last the last time you felt something like that was rrr when uh when bohem stabs the ground next to to raj yeah rrr it it, like if you're gonna compare this to rrr uh way worse than rrr way better than mad god those are my scaling movies now (laughs) all right well, nice. uh, this movie is definitely worth a watch. Uh, if you oh, have, yeah. If you have two and a half hours, just under two and a half hours to, to watch it, it's it's a definitely it's a good movie. It's uh, very very brutal, and it gives you a, a good look into what World War One was kind of like oh, for, for young men. And this is also a fictional story. The places are real. The the people fighting are like the country's real, but the actual story itself is fiction. Yeah, and it's actually That's this is a remake. If you didn't know, yes, that. Yeah, this is yeah. off of an original movie from uh, nineteen thirty, which is off of a book yeah. from I have no idea when, but it's from a book. Yes, so. it is from a book. I forget who wrote it and when, but yes, from a book. I'd have to say it's after nineteen eighteen. If I had to take a guess, right? Um, I would say it's a pretty decent guess. So, well, you know, you can give check it out if you think uh, if you. Think you're gonna like it uh the next thing that we're going to be doing so next week is going to be left for dead 2 that's gonna be a good one so uh we We might get a little carried away in our own personal stories of left for dead 2 it's basically gonna turn into modern warfare 2 so if you didn't like the modern warfare 2 one don't listen to the left for dead 2 one um yeah it's it's uh, gonna get very off topic and very wild and incorporate probably a lot of things yeah uh, but it's just going to be the review of Left 4 Dead 2 and probably what they did wrong with uh, whatever that game was called. Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Back for... Do we have to bring it up? Uh, we have to because it's, you know. Anyway. We'll see. Till next time. Yeah, peace out. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>